0: Good day, how are you doing? My name is Gabriel Evergreen. You're welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm going to be teaching you on ministry. I'm going to be teaching you on ministry. All right, first, I'm going to define what is ministry. Ministry simply means service, the art of meeting needs. Ministry means service, the art of meeting needs. Therefore, who is a minister? A minister is a servant. Since ministry is service, a minister is a servant. That is, a minister is someone who meets needs. A minister is someone who meets need. And I want to make you understand that as a Christian, you are a minister. As long as you're born again filled with the Spirit of God, you are a minister. Second Corinthians made us understand that we have all been called. We have all been given the Ministry of Reconciliation. We have all been given the Ministry of Reconciliation. What's the Ministry of Reconciliation? This is the Ministry that satisfies a particular need in people. And the need is to reconcile them back to God. So all of us, I've been given the Ministry of Reconciliation which is to meet a particular need and the need is to reconcile everybody back to God, to bring everybody back to God, to make sure they have a relationship with God. Now if a ministry is about meeting needs, it's about service, and a minister is a servant, someone who is called to meet needs, that means that there is a master, for that to be a servant, it means they must be a master. So the question is this: Who is our master? Jesus Christ is our savior and Lord. Savior, the one who delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His Mother, the Son. Lord, who means our master, our ruler, the one who rules, who determines our life therefore jesus is our master we are submitted to him because for anybody to be a servant it means the person must have someone he gives accounts to he reports to someone he gets order from someone he gets it up gets his or appointments from and at the end of the day he must Report to the person, give the person feedback, give the person feedback. Because a servant is someone who gets orders, executes orders and returns with feedback. For a servant to receive order, there must be a master who issues orders who supervises the execution and who receives the feedback. Now Jesus is our Lord, he's our master, he's our ruler, the one who orders us to do a thing, who supervises the execution and who receives the feedback. Glory be to God. And what's the eternal thing that God has called each and every one of us to do? It is said in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, 19 to 20. The Great Commission. Jesus said, We should go into the nations, into every sphere of life. The word nation there means sphere of life, not the countries. Sphere of life. Every sector in the world, every sphere in the world, and make disciples, people who will follow Christ and become as he is. So our business is to make sure everyone is following Christ and everyone is becoming as Christ is. That's why Paul said we have been given the ministry of reconciliation to bring Men who have lost their ways back to Him, back to God, to make sure every man had fellowship with God, because our primary purpose, our I mean, our the main the, the essence of our creation is to fellowship with God. The essence of fellowship, I mean, the essence of our creation is to fellowship, to fellowship with God fellowship with God and we all know what happened that man lost that fellowship because of what happened in the Garden of Eden now Jesus came to deliver us and open the way again and Jesus now commanded us giving us the ministry of reconciliation that is he has given us all I don't forget what I said said so the servant is the one who receives all the first So he gave the order and he gave us the Holy Spirit to supervise the execution of that order. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation to restore men back to God, to make men begin to have fellowship again with the Father, to make man begin to fellowship again with the Father. So Jesus Christ gave the order. To every believer, to make sure that wherever they are, whoever they are with, they are making disciples. The ministry of reconciliation has been fulfilled. This is this is ministry. Each and every one of us is a ministry. In this, we now have people who are called into the fivefold offices who Jesus appointed to make sure that everyone, every, every, single, every single believer does not move astray of this ministry of reconciliation, to make sure that everybody stays put in the ministry of reconciliation, in the ministry of making disciples. That is why the, the book of Ephesians chapter 4 said they are to equip To equip the saints, believers, to do the work of ministry. And as the believers do the work of ministry, they'll be building together the body of Christ. It's just one purpose, to equip. That is, give them all the necessary things they need to have in order for them to do the work. That the body of Christ might become one. So we have those who have been the fivefold ministry. Then we have every other person who God is calling. God is calling possibly God might be calling you to use music to fulfill this. God might be calling you to use food. God might be calling you to use sports. God might be calling you to use finances. God might be calling you God is calling each and every one of us. To do one thing or the other in order to get this ministry fulfilled, don't forget ministry is a work, ministry is a work to reconcile men back to God, to make sure men are having fellowship with God instead of with the devil, to make disciples people who will follow Christ and become as he is, alright? There are diverse ways different activities, different systems, different calling God has made available to the body of Christ to fulfill this. Some are called into prayer, some are called into music, some are called into movies, some are called into writing, some are called into speaking, some are called into minister to children, some are called to the elderly, some are called to the senior citizens. Some are called into, everyone has his or her own calling. That is, everyone has his or her own role to play. See it as a football team. We are the defenders, the strikers, the midfielders, the attacking midfielder, the defensive midfielder, the central back, the left back, the right back, the right winger, the left winger, the goalkeeper. We have substitute. But the main goal is this, to make sure that the team wins the season. To make sure that the team wins the season, they get the trophy, they get the uh, the mark at the end of the day. So we are all working. We are all, you know, playing different roles. But we have one purpose: to reconcile men to God, to reconcile men to God, to make them disciples. People who follow Christ, if they become as he is. This is the goal. We shouldn't forget that. So whether you're called to minister to those who are pregnant, don't forget that the reason why you're ministering to them is to make them disciples. Whether you're using the instrumentality of prayer, do not forget that the main essence of being in the ministry of prayer is not to just go and be breaking yokes, but to make disciples. Breaking yokes might be the effect but the goal is to make disciples whether you're calling to the ministry of finance the ministry of partnership don't forget that the goal is to make disciples not just to be not just to be rich the eternal purpose of god must not be overlooked underestimated it must be our concern therefore we need to discover our calling in order to fulfill this vision How to discover your calling is very simple. The first thing you need to consider is, what are your strengths? Spiritual strengths, physical strengths, mental strengths, your spiritual strengths in terms of your spiritual gifts, your physical strengths in terms of what can you do naturally, your skill, your talents, your gifts, your natural gifts. Your mental strength talks about what can you do with your mind. Are you a strategic thinker, creative thinker? can you do mentally so if you can itemize those things to be a good guy the second thing you need to consider is what's your passion what, what do you love to see you know in times of strength we have financial strength too. some people it's very easy for them to make you know the, to, to make to to make cash flow it's very easy for them to make cash flow so you must write that as well if you can do that some people is interpersonal relationship they are, it's very easy for them to build interpersonal relationships. Some people it's very easy to build intrapersonal relationships. They, they find it very easy to influence the crowd. You must write that as well. Societal influence. I mean, societal strengths. What's your passion? You must write down your passion. What's your passion? What's that thing you can, you can do for free? What is that thing you love to see in people? What is, what is your burden? What, what you, you want the world to see? Possibly you want villages that don't have clean water to have clean water. That's, that's what your drive is. You want everybody to just keep lifting up their holy head in worship. What do you want? You want everybody to have a strong prayer life. Your passion is a guide. Your burden is a guide. Your heartbeat is a guide. What are you consistently seeing? Are you already seeing yourself issuing food food to people? What do you consistently see? don't recognize that the next thing you need to do is who are you drawn to? And who is drawn to you? This is what we're talking about your audience. Who are you drawn to? There are some people that find it easy to talk to you, to pour their heart to you. You see, people who have aspirations, pregnant women, young adults, senior citizens, middle class, businessmen, social proprietors, people who are in career who find it very easy to talk to you, and who do you find it so easy to talk to? Who always come to discuss the challenges with you? Who do you always find easy to prefer solution to? You must be able to itemize that. Are you moved towards those who are in financial need? Those who are in, in emotional need? Who are you drawn to? The next thing you need to now consider is where do you see it suitable? to reach out to these people and get this thing done and make them disciples. Do you feel using social media is the best platform and this target audience are found on WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? Do you feel you need to relocate to another city, another state? You need to know that. Where is the best platform? Is it church? You need to build a church for that. You need to start an NGO for that. You need to start a coaching business for that. What do you need to start in order to reach these people? How do you need to get across to them? How do you advertise? How do you sell to them? How do you create a platform to reach out to them, to keep them in, 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 this, in the vision of discipleship, and to empower them to do the same? Another thing you must also consider is your outlook. Physically, you must be presentable. You must look like someone that can easily relate with, someone that can easily associate with. You. Don't let anybody find reproach in your outlook and then turn back. They are going to miss out. Paul said, "To you know, to save Romans, he became a Roman. To save Gentiles, he became a Gentile. To, you know, to be, to save Jews, he became, to, he became a Jew. He became all things in order for the for the gospel to be preached and received." So, you must be ready to be suitable. Even when you are selling yourself on social media, you must find the most suitable way to attract these people. Because if they find any offense in you, they will turn back and leave. And you don't want that. You want them to become disciples. So, indeed, if you want them to become disciples, then you must be willing to do anything in your power to make sure they give you their attention and they buy into this vision. Lastly I want to tell you this, you must build your competence. You must build your mind, you must build your prayer life, your study life, you must build your information bank, your prayer bank. You must build yourself, you must build your capacity to deliver, your capacity to speak, your capacity to act, your capacity to respond, your capacity to forgive, your capacity to move on. You must build your leadership capacity if indeed you want to be a blessing to this people. Let me conclude by this. You were shaped, designed to be a blessing. You were designed to be a blessing. This is the reason why you are a minister. The Bible called you the light of the world. That is, for the Bible to call you the light of the world, it means the world is in darkness. And don't forget, the Bible said in him is life, and that life is the light in men. That is, there is something that is that is a symbol of hope. A symbol of restoration, a symbol of deliverance, that the world need. And that thing is the life of Christ in you. And if you can shine this light very well for the world to see, and share it with others, they will be delivered. That is, you must live the same way Christ will live if it was you. And you must not hold back, you must never be ashamed of the gospel, you must always continually share the gospel. The Bible called you the salt of the earth. That is, if you are being subtracted from this world, this world will lose its value. You are the one giving, adding value to this world. So this is speaking of value creation, that is, you are extremely valuable to this world. Without you, the world is tasteless. So why will you hold back being a blessing? Why will you hold back in making disciples? Why will you hold back? You have no reason to because without you, people's life would not make any sense. There is no value in their life at all because the ultimate value of anybody on the surface of the earth is the grace of God that is making a difference in our life. What makes any man distinguished is the grace of God in our life. The world needs this grace and you must not hold back. The Bible calls you The city set upon the hill that cannot be hidden. That is, naturally, people by observation can tell that you are a Christian. You have something they need. Why don't you discover your calling today and continue to make disciples. All of us have been called into the ministry of reconciliation. We are called to make disciples. We are called to share the gospel of Christ and teach people to obey his commandments. The world needs you. The world needs you. Every day there's someone out there praying whether it's an unknown God, whether it's God. Send someone that will help me. Like the Ethiopian eunuch who, who kept reading the book of Isaiah and could not even understand a dot. And he said something profound. He said, How will I understand when there is no one Guide me so. How will the people that God has created you to be a blessing to be blessed if you don't go out? He said, How would they believe when there's no one preaching? How would they preach when there's no one sent? Now, God has sent you, He said, Go into the world, make disciples, make them follow me till they become as I am. People, have been, people are always saying they are looking for their purpose. This is your purpose. Your purpose is to fellowship with God and bring others into fellowship with Him. That's your purpose. Your purpose is to fellowship with God and bring others into fellowship with Him. And in bringing others into fellowship with Him, God has given us callings. Callings that will help us go into different sphere of life, different sector of the world, to meet different people and bring them to Him. I hope you will rise from here and stand firm from here. You know how to be a successful minister. You must always consistently fellowship with God. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You must not miss it out. You must keep fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And the more you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more you become as He is. Don't forget, discipleship is about following Christ. Christ is formed in you till you become as he is. So the more you fellowship, which is the more you follow, the more you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more you become as he is. The more you become as he is, the more Christ keeps forming in you till you become as he is in full. I hope to, right now you can make a decision as you are listening to this, that as from today, consciously. I will live a ministerial life. I will always seek opportunity to be a blessing. As from today, can you make a decision to live a conscious ministerial life, to be an ambassador of Christ wherever you go, to be an ambassador of Christ wherever you stand, to consciously focus in being a blessing, in being a blessing, whether you are a janitor, a caterer, the president, whether you're a husband, a mother, a student, a farmer, a bishop, whoever you are, make it your life objective because it is to be a blessing. And what's that blessing? To help them become as Christ is to help them fellowship with God, to preach the gospel to those who are yet to fellowship with God, and for those who are already fellowship with God, to make sure you teach them to obey His commandments. I love you with all my heart. I'm playing my part. I hope you will rise from here to play your part. God bless you. My name is Gabriel Evergreen. In case you want to follow me on Instagram, you can check the Gabriel Evergreen Network. I like You can drop a message anytime. I would love to hear from you. I will respond immediately as I, um, I get your message. God bless you. Do have a wonderful day. Bye for now.